welcome back to From the Word Ghost, the paranormal podcast for believers and skeptics alike. I'm your host AJ and every week I bring a brand new paranormal story to try and convince my skeptic co-host Jamie. Close, there you go. Oh, no, <laughs> yes, I'm mumbling, stumbling. That's me! Of all things paranormal. Before we dive into the episode, we just ask if you could leave a like and subscribe. <laughs> That's wrong. like and subscribe. Can we cut that, please? <laughs> no. Oh. Can you tell we don't do this often? We're begging you. We're <laughs> real bad We're on our knees. <laughs> Please leave a written review on Apple and iTunes. Yeah, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can leave written reviews or ratings on Spotify or any other podcast platform that you find yourself listening to us. But the written reviews on Apple and iTunes really do help out. So we've got exciting news. Our merch is out April. End of April. End of April. Yeah. End Jesus of April. Fucking Christ. We're off to a rocky start, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Our merch is coming out at the end of April, and uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to pick one written review at random from iTunes slash Apple Podcast, and we're going to take that reviewer and we're, we're gonna load him up no shit reviews though zero yeah, chance of shit reviews, you're zero not chance shit. of merch you're not if you buggle. give us a shit review not playing about <laughs> five <laughs> stars are nothing baby right now i've set us off on a really good route <laughs> yeah, to start real the, uh, solid start foundations the i'm real bad at asking for things you know <laughs> Just simple things like like giving us a review. I'm like, oh, if it's not too much bother. If you wouldn't mind, please. If you have please, two sir, minutes, spare. Have stars. Right. This episode, Jay, we are looking at the story of Bathsheba and the Perrin family. Bathsheba. Is Bathsheba. 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 I don't fucking know. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Who fucking knows? It depends if they're American or British talking about it. <laughs> But yeah, what do you know about this? I know not a lot. Um, <laughs> I know not a lot. <laughs> and that's not just about the story. <laughs> that's about general life and my IQ skills. I'm pretty sure, was it not the Conjuring movie that was inspired by yeah, it? Yeah, the first one. We're going to get to that. So I'm assuming it's an Ed and Lorraine classic. Oh, of course. What is it with Ed and Lorraine? They're like the ant and death of the paranormal <laughs> world, man. <laughs> Okay, man. Oh my god, that, I don't know why that <laughs> nearly sent me to the never realm. <laughs> my god, just, Ant and Deck was classic. It is, it's like, <laughs> oh, you, you want the spirit to be gone? Go eat this kangaroo's testicles, baby. How's that gonna help? Just, just, just do don't, <laughs> don't ever argue it. Right. <laughs> In 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin and their five daughters, April, Cindy, Christine, Nancy, and Andrea, were excited to move into their new home in Harrisville, Rhode Island. However, this quickly changed as they were approached by their new neighbours and gave them a piece of advice that you would hate to hear before your first evening in your new home. Please, for the safety of your family, leave the lights on at night. Just a little bit disturbing, <laughs> isn't it? Nice to meet you. Nice. I brought a cottage pie. You're screwed. <laughs> also, have you seen the size of this house? I'm not keeping all the lights on. <laughs> God damn, electric's expensive. Yeah, now. this is crazy. Unless it's like a lighthouse situation, in which case it's like, yeah, definitely leave yeah, the lighthouse. Absolutely. You must. Come on, Roger, there's one rule. It's the one, you had it's one job. Shortly after receiving this piece of advice, the family experienced their first of many paranormal events. Nancy walked into the dining room and saw a man with his back to her. She said, Good morning. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> 
I just sort of switched in as if I was reading. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sort of switched out like I'm reading Erin a bedtime story. I've got to do all the noises in the caterpillar. Good morning, Erin. Don't make fun of me for being a good dad. God damn. She said good morning to the man. However, he gave her no response. When Nancy asked her father who the man was, Roger reassured Nancy that there was no one else in the house. Throughout the next few weeks, strange things continued. Things began to go missing. Cabinets would open themselves, and a faint sound of clapping was heard. I just imagine a really sarcastic ghost. <laughs> just imagine a really sarcastic ghost. He's just putting up a shelf, and all you can hear is... Well done, Roger. Oh, you you did what you're fucking you? supposed to. Mm, good job, eh? Couple of screws, eh? Uh, <laughs> you'd be like, fuck you, at least I can touch things. <laughs> you just go through things, you prick. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Antagonise the demon. Roger and Carolyn soon accepted that they were living in a house full of spirits, although at the time they were seen as malevolent and harmless. So harmless that the two youngest daughters saw them as babysitters and claim that one particular ghost would tuck them into bed at night and even kiss their foreheads goodnight. They're using these ghosts as cheap labour, man. <laughs> Call the paranormal union. I mean, if it's there, use it, man. <laughs> God damn, kids are tiring. I've got one, there's five of them. You could do with a ghost now. <laughs> I could do with six of them. <laughs> but I think this is so creepy. It's no, 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 it's perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's messed up. They say the room would fill with a weird smell wherever the ghost would enter and they would feel the bed covers tighten. But like all ghost stories, things took a turn for the worst real quick as a more malevolent force made itself present in the parents' lives. One night, Nancy was laying in bed when she heard a whispering voice tell her about the bodies within the walls of the home and the next morning, Andrea was found in the barn with bruises on her. She claimed that an invisible force was hitting her. Ghost just like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Ghost UFC. Just the ghost of Conor McGregor starts kicking fuck out of <laughs> From then on, at 5.15am, the smell of rotting flesh would waft through the house. It was so potent that it would wake up each family member as it circled the house. You would think that this would all be enough for the family to pack up and leave, right? Wrong. The Perrin family refused to leave their home. They had nowhere else to go, and all their money was invested in this house. Soon, Mother Carolyn would regret this decision to stay, as she became the main focus for the evil spirit that was tormenting the home. Her first unnerving experience happened when she was approached by a woman dressed in grey while she laid in bed. The lady in grey warned her to get out, or I'll drive you out with death and gloom. Just sell the goddamn house. <laughs> you were just out. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I understand. I've got nowhere else to go. My money's all tied up in the house. Would well, you sell it? Just sell, <laughs> just the, sell house. the house. I'm sure the You se- don't have family? Yeah. A family that big, you definitely have like. <laughs> Even if you don't. To go to. The second that ghost sees the for sale side, it's calming down. I mean, <laughs> a, the whole situation's calm. I mean, from that Roger point. as a dad, I'm, I assume he works if he has this fucking massive house. Take a paycheck. And just rent somewhere else for like a month till you sell yeah. that bastard. There's logical there's thinking, be ways Roger. Around it, right? The lady in grey is often spectated as Beth Sheba, 
a witch from the 1800s that previously owned the land that the house was built on. She is said to have sacrificed her seven... Come on, Aaron. She is said... <laughs> Don't laugh when you say that bit, bro. What? I can see what you're about to say next. Do not laugh. <laughs> it's because I've... Ma- I've tried psyching myself up and it just made me laugh at myself. Just Deep like, breaths, stop being bro. so pathetic. You can't laugh at this next bit. She is said to have sacrificed her seven-day-old baby in the name of Satan. Satan? Satan? Oh, Satan. Oh, get through this fucking <laughs> sentence, bro. Satan, please. <laughs> have you met my friend Satan? I love him so Sentin! much. <laughs> what does he say? She just does everything in the name of Satan. Satan! Satan! Jesus Christ, Satan! <laughs> oh, fuck. She is said to have sacrificed her seven-day-old baby in the name of Satan and cursed her land for any that stepped foot on it before she hung herself from the tree located now in the Perrin family backyard. Okay, but why? (laughs) If she was going to kill herself anyway, like... I mean, I'm assuming she's a Why is she that vindictive? I have no answer. (laughs) It just, like, seems so (laughs) far-fetched. I mean... I think a lot of this is probably exaggerated. Exaggerated. Quite a lot, especially misconceptions after like the movie and all of that. Yeah, like, I that, get that it. is dramatized to the max, I believe. But I don't know, it gets spookier, man. Andrea later said that Beth Sheba resented her mother Carolyn as she considered herself as the mistress of the house and did not appreciate the competition Carolyn brought. The torment towards Carolyn began with pinches and prods but would soon become more aggressive. The longer the family stayed in the house, the more agitated Bathsheba seemed to get. Can we clear this up? Because you said Am I saying both? You're saying Bathsheba. I'm doing that without even knowing. <laughs> My brain is just flicking between the two. <laughs> Can we clarify? Just Google how to pronounce it. Come on, Google Translate. I don't think it'll be on Translate. <laughs> hey, Google, what, what is, is, what is Korean for Bathsheba? Bathsheba. 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 With an F. Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Eventually, 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 you fucking start. That's <laughs> yeah. what will happen. I was like, yeah, I this bit? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jay. You got so much editing. To do. I can't wait for all the gaps. <laughs> eventually, the ghost managed to take control of Carolyn's body and attempt to physically harm the family further. This would leave Carolyn both emotionally and physically exhausted. Just like you editing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, Carolyn. I feel you, girl. Feel free to take control of my body, Jay. Do with me what you will. (laughs) Roger sought out the help of Ed and Lorraine Warren after things got too much for his wife. The Warrens visited the family's home and Lorraine instantly got the feeling of a malevolent being in the house and felt as though it was latched to Carolyn. Ed and Lorraine agreed to have a seance and attempted to cleanse Carolyn and the house. We've no. got a big one here. Really need a big one here. Yeah, I don't know why I'm making it sound like catching a fish when you're finding a ghost. <laughs> Go down to Domino's and get all the pizzas. But the seance did not go as planned, and the sights are said to have terrified Lorraine to the core. 
Andrea managed to sneak into the basement during the seance and would never be able to look at her mother in the same way. Carolyn was screaming in a language that sounded otherworldly. The chair levitated and crashed into the walls and her eyes looked demonic. The Warrens were unable to rid the house of Bathsheba but would visit the family intermittently over the next decade. The family would be haunted by Bathsheba's curse their entire lives. Upon filming The Conjuring Movie, the family were invited and planned to visit the set. However, Carolyn cancelled last minute as she wasn't feeling up to the trip. The daughters still went. As they were being interviewed about the witch, a strong gust of wind blew them all off their feet, knocking over cameras and lights on set. Right, if you truly believe you were being cursed by a witch, why would you, one, piss them off by making a film about them? That seems like common sense. <coughs> Two, visit the set and antagonise them more. And while you're there, slag them off. <laughs> exactly. It's like me walking into your house and be like, this is a shit <laughs> You're a dickhead. This is a shit Let's make a film about how shit this is. And three... Make them look like the ugliest fucking bag <laughs> that's ever existed. Mate, it I... is terrifying to look at. Other than, have you seen The Witch? Yeah, yeah. Other than The Witch in that, I think this is the spookiest witch I've ever seen in a film. Mate, if I was the casting director, I'd be sucking up so hard. <laughs> I'd be like, yep, we're getting Cameron Diaz. <laughs> someone, someone attractive to play. Just the most beautiful actress you can think of. She's playing. She's, She's... playing. Bathsheba, hubba hubba, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. No. <laughs> the way that it moves in the film as well, the way Bathsheba like just pounces and shit and in oh, my in my version of the conjuring, Bathsheba be doing the cell stuff. <laughs> Bathsheba straight twerking. It's Cardi B as Bathsheba. <laughs> now that's a fucking seance I'd get into. If we're all salsa dancing, I'm in. When they returned to the hotel that night, they received a phone call from Carolyn at the hospital. She had fallen and broken her hip apparently the exact same time as the gust of wind hit the daughters. The girls visited their mother in the hospital and Carolyn's first words to them was... (laughs) Are you okay? Are you okay? I did real good last week. I did real good last week. (laughs) What's happened? I've I've hit a couple of hurdles, Jake. I've fallen off. I've stopped taking my meds. First words to them. Was. Was. <laughs> Carolyn's first words to them was Beth Sheba doesn't. I did it again! <laughs> Beth Sheba, bro. You're, you're I know on it's a, a bit list, late. Bro. I know it's a bit late. You're on a I'm, hit list. I know it's a bit late, but I'm going to put a space between Beth or Bath <laughs> and Sheba. This is going to sound like Darth Sheba. Bath Sheba. It's done the reverse. It's done done the reverse. It's going on. (coughs) Please. Bathsheba does not want her curse known. That's the story. I'm shutting my laptop. I'm going home. So what do you think of the story, Jack? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, what a day. Well, Bathsheba. Bathsheba. I wish you would Bathsheba. She looks very dirty in those films. (laughs) Oh, Oh, what has happened to me? Uh, I swear, as soon as I step foot in the studio, my brain goes to porridge. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thoughts. 
I think it's a great story. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Join us next week. (laughs) I think common sense. If I was in this position, if I was that traumatized by an event, why would I want a whole film and book and a franchise, essentially? I know. Just remind me about it. Yeah, just remind me about it so I could see it on Netflix every fucking six months. (laughs) And like, when you dig... A little, a little bit deeper, you find out they stay in the home for a decade. A decade. A decade. Would you not have enough? <laughs> yeah. <it> just... <laughs> Two weeks is enough to traumatise you, I would say, for a good 20 years to the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, ever. A decade? <laughs> You're going straight into a padded room as soon as you leave that house. <laughs> I, Me, I'm in the flat this, and right? I hear the slightest creak. I'm like, what's that? Yeah, We're pass. working out the quickest route out of my flat. <laughs> right, leap the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go out to list the yeah, story? Let's go to list the story. <laughs> right, so our list the story. You might, you might, you might, you might. You know when you, when you, you when you want, when you. You know what? You just, you just might. Shall we go? <laughs> Of course, <laughs> I might. You might recognise his voice from last year. We had a story from him, and now he's back again with some more stories. It's Tony. <laughs> Tony Pepperoni. Tony Pepperoni, baby. Let's go. Let's do it. Hi, mate. So this, or these particular instances, happened back in 2006. I just moved into a new apartment over by Grays Riverside, and there'd been a lot of upheaval before that. My daughter was six at the time. Moved into this brand new apartment. All was good. It was really well. And um, a series of events started happening. So basically, the first first thing that happened was um i came in sorry i just the the first thing that happened was i came (laughs) end of story same here tony (laughs) first thing that happened was um i came in Okay. I was waiting for it that time. It's still funny. From work, of an evening, everyone was a bed. Did he say everyone is a bed? <laughs> I mean, that would disturb me too, Tony. If I come over and my daughter was now a mattress. Everyone was a bed. I've come in, locked the door, put the chain on, whatever, walked in, sort of fit out, put a kettle on, made myself a cup of tea, went off to the toilet. As I've come out the toilet, the hallway light was on, which I hadn't put on. Turned it off, never thought nothing about it. Went into the kitchen, made a cup of tea, sat down. Um, while I was sitting there where the sofa was, I could see the hallway to my left. I was watching the telly and the hallway light come on. And I looked, didn't think nothing of it. I thought, someone's got a toilet sink. This ghost, the audacity, is lucky it's not doing it in this day and age because... <laughs> you just t- cost me 50 quid. Tony <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> would have to have his house repossessed at this point. <laughs> Literally, because money. <laughs> Carried on watching telly. Probably about 20 seconds later, hallway light went off. Didn't think nothing of it. So I finished up, turned telly off, <clears throat> was going to bed, and I felt an ongoing rush. I felt like something, something rushing from behind me, coming at me very quick, and I felt really cold. I sort of turned, because it, it, it sort of unnerved me a little bit, and there was nothing, nothing there. And I thought, well, you're just tired, don't worry about it. So anyway, that was fine. And then over a period of about a month, that feeling of something rushing towards me from behind got stronger and stronger. And then one morning I was laying in bed. I was the only one in the, in the apartment at the time. And um, I was laying there and the 
I sort of turned on my side and I felt breath on the side of my face and then someone say my name said, Tony, clear as day. And that sort of startled me and I sort of shot up and I, I went very cold. It wasn't a nice feeling. I felt it, it was quite suppressed. A lot, of, a lot of negative emotions is the only way I suppose I could describe it. Then just sort of got up, had a shower, went about my day. And then as a period of months went on over in 2006, various things happened. We, uh, the kettle came on its own. We had cupboard doors left open. Then um, jars would move on the side that had tea in or coffee. Not massively, just slight movements. And just, just things like that. Couldn't quite explain it, but was the thing itself, oh, we've, you know, we've probably done something or the building's moved slightly or... The building's moved <laughs> slightly? Excuse Where the me? fuck do you live, Tony? <laughs> Is this the ghost of Superman? <laughs> <laughs> just the building's just got up the left. You come home one day, you're like, oh, I'm sure I left it here. <laughs> this, you can't park that there, sir. Go and put your key in. You're fucking putting it into the side of the building. <laughs> I swear the door was here yesterday. <laughs> His house has rotated 90 degrees. And then I've come home from work. I think this is, this is around about the September of that year. My daughter's mum said that she'd um, been watching our daughter in her bedroom, playing with a doll, sitting there, and having a conversation with this doll. And that's where I tap out. <laughs> Thanks for the story, Tony. <laughs> but that's not right. I mean, actually, kids play with toys all the time. I'm sure you talk to your toys because didn't have any mates. That's <laughs> he you, Jamie. Me or Tony. That's, that's you, Jamie. You're insulting the listeners again. Fuck. I'm sure you Thanks for the story. <laughs> but fuck you, Tony. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. I was looking directly at Jay when I no, said No, he it. wasn't. He Don't just lie. wasn't looking at me. He was me. looking at a picture of Tony <laughs> on it that he's got just saved can't... on his phone. No, it's a Polaroid. <laughs> just carry it in my wallet. She'd um, been watching our daughter in her bedroom, playing with a doll, sitting there and having a conversation with this doll. Which, you know, normal things. Kids play, they do these sort of things. And then our daughter sort of laughed and then she watched the cup opposite our daughter move over on the floor, which kind of freaked her out a little bit. Kind of freaked her out a bit. Kind of freaked her out a little bit. Has she got (laughs) balls of steel? (laughs) When Tony came... Uh, <laughs> happy accident happy accident just like just like Tony it was a happy accident when Tony came home is what I was going to say I'll be out <laughs> on the front porch waiting for it waiting just, yeah there's I no way I'd be no, there's no way <laughs> at the time she was six seven playing quite happily and our dog boris would often we notice sit in the bedroom and would lay there and watch the area in front of our daughter and would sit very close to her daughter and then on occasion would lay across her lap but in a very defensive way trying to protect her almost is the only way i could say it but our daughter never seemed to be bothered by this so we just kind of let it slide then um, I think it was probably about the November of that year. We had some friends round for drinks and stuff, and we were sitting there chatting. And we didn't know this at the time, but a friend Vanessa is a spiritualist medium, whatever you, you wish to call them. And we were sitting there having a drink and a chat. And Vanessa said to me, um, "Tone, are you aware there's a man standing behind you?" It's your father. He he came through the door. He's been here a while. <laughs> to know if you want to go for tea he's rather angry he's been here for 20 minutes and you haven't offered him a drink 
<laughs> I hope his dad's not dead. What? I hope his dad's alive. <laughs> that could sound pretty bad if not. <laughs> Should we do that bit again? <laughs> it's your friend. <laughs> it's your unnamed friend who is definitely still alive and well. <laughs> He's equally upset as upset for not receiving a drink as the last guy that we definitely didn't mention. Oh, gold and we can't use it. Oh, I'm using it, baby. <laughs> to get along, you need to go along. Sometimes you just got to take risks. And you got to be willing to make our listeners take one for the team. Um, Tone, are you aware there's a man standing behind you? I was like, Oh, really? Yeah, okay, do you know? And she went, yeah, he's, he's got, he's tall, he's got a hat on, a <laughs> black coat. She said, I can only see half of his face, but not very clearly. And I went, oh, that must be my granddad. Obviously, going back to the story that I sent you before, I went, oh, that must be my granddad. Yeah, he comes and visits, um, likes to play practical jokes when we was kids, I mean, my sisters. She went, no, there's another figure coming in, another person, a white lady, she's in white, and she's saying to me no to this man. She's telling this man to get away, to go. He's not welcome. This at the time obviously made me feel very, very cold. It, it didn't feel right. She's going, oh, she's very insistent. She's very insistent this man leaves and he won't leave, he's quite strong. And I was like, right, okay, she went, he's, he's gone now. The lady in white standing behind you, you and Kelly. I was like, right, okay. So just a bit weird, just strange. Didn't think nothing more of it. I just, um, you know, obviously the conversation was like, how how do you know that? And we obviously we discovered that she was a spiritualist and a medium. There wasn't really any anything else going on for some time. And then um, early the following year, we would often hear steps going down our hallway. Uh, we had wooden floor, the like laminate flooring. Steps go down our hallway rather quickly and then back. So by this time, we were a bit concerned. We were thinking, what's going on? And on one day in particular, I went to pick my daughter up from school and I was sitting in the car and Vanessa drove past the other way and was pointing at me. And then she called me while I was sitting in the car and said to me, there's a lady standing outside your window by the car. She's trying to tell you, go in and get your daughter. You need to, she's pointing. She said she seems quite agitated. So obviously this caused us a bit more concern. And we was like, okay, let's let's get Vanessa in. Let's have a chat. Let's get around. So we had Vanessa come around. She came around on her, her own, obviously, without her husband. She sat down and we sat there chatting, the three of us. And our dog, Boris, immediately jumped up and laid across her in the same way he'd laid across my daughter, in a very defensive pose. And she was stroking him, telling him it was okay. And she said, yeah, the guy's come back to him. She said, I can see the other side of his face. She said, it's badly burned. She went, he's saying, do you know how he died? Do you know how he died? I'm assuming fire. <laughs> <laughs> now you may now pass I'm just going to go out on the whip. <laughs> Say that he didn't drown. <laughs> be very unfortunate if he did <laughs> all of the elements against him sometimes you come with a one liner and it just absolutely writes me off and I was like I, I have no idea who this person is she went he's not thingy to you she said because he's coming from behind and that's a good thing she went I'm going to put him at pace now which you know she did and she said he'd gone he passed on and then the lady in white came back in along with a little girl so we carried on talking she said the lady is connected to kelly 
who we've, well, I won't go into, but we subsequently found out who that was. Um, she went, but the little girl is attached to a doll Tilly has. It's like, doll? What doll? She went, you've got a China doll here in the house that was gifted to you. Burn the doll. <laughs> Get rid of the doll. And it's a fucking China doll as well. Of all the dolls, there's literally movies of China dolls being the most evil fuckers on earth. Like <laughs> Annabelle, which is the most evil doll, is not a China doll, right? No. In the film... It it's is like a, a China doll. Ando. It's like a Raggedy Ann doll. But yeah, China dolls are creepy as fuck. No, I agree with you. If, they are. if Erin ever asked for a China doll, she's going to the orphanage. <laughs> it's not happening. It's very little. If Erin ever asked for more food, orphanage. Orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> you have food. As the years go, for it. As the years go by, <laughs> that bar just gets lower and lower. Says good morning. If in I the hear wrong her time. cough, orphanage. <laughs> You've got a China doll here in the house that was gifted to your daughter as a present. I was like, right, okay. So I got up and I straight away I knew what she meant. So I went and got this doll. It was from probably about 1940s. And the doll had originally been my mum's friend's doll. And it belonged originally to her younger daughter who was killed in um, the Blitz. And Vanessa took the doll and when she took it, she just went off. She wasn't in the room is the only way I could describe it. It was a very strange... Thing. When she come back into into the room, into consciousness to us, she said, yep, the doll, she said, this belongs to the little girl she was killed in the Blitz, explaining that she plays with your daughter and they're very happy together and she loves it and it's really nice. Don't worry, the lady in white and the girl is protecting you from this man and other people that are trying to come to you, Tony. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, she said, you have the ability to um, allow the spirits in, but you block it. You know it's there. You can sense it, but you block it out all the time. She said, it's up to you whether you choose to let them in. And she said the same with my wrath at the time, Kelly. It was just all very, very surreal, but... Yep, that's basically the story. Just, I suppose, a bit of poltergeist activity in a sense, really. And, yeah, just a feeling, a very sad feeling. But after that, after she'd been and she allowed him to pass on, it all stopped. We never had no more problems and haven't since, thankfully. I mean, I've since moved, but never had any problems since. But, yep, that's basically my story, and I hope it was OK and you, you enjoyed it, mate. Cheers. Lots to take in now. Number one. China dolls, not to be trusted. China dolls, definitely not to be trusted. Number two, if they have a burnt face, they likely burn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no drowning going on here. <laughs> and number three, Tony has ghost orgy vibes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they all want a piece of Tony. They all want a piece Tony of is not Tony just a piece pepperoni. Of <laughs> Tony pepperoni. They call him Tony Pepperoni <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> Because everyone wants a piece of it. <laughs> Just a slice. <laughs> Just a small no, slice. There was parts of that story that really made my, my hair stand up. Yeah, I, I had that as well. I had the goose. The car. The car one was probably what did it for me. It was like the woman in white telling him to go back to Yeah. That. that got me a little bit there. There's something about when he was saying about them being drawn to him for some reason. That it's terrifying to it think. It is that terrifying. That could be happening to you right now. It could to you especially, hundred percent. You, it's definitely not happening to me. It's not happening to you, Aaron. It's not happening to you, Aaron. Right, we're going to call it there. Thank you for joining us on From the Word Ghost. If you want to be like Tony and send in your voice note of your paranormal experience, Jay, where can they send it to? You can send it to 
from the word ghost at gmail.com or you can send us a little Instagram DM. Hands up it already. One. Woo! I was going to go for a count. No, I was like, one. <laughs> the slide is unpredictable. <laughs> slide, baby. Join us next week and we'll continue to explore the unknown together. Good night. And don't forget to leave us a little review and, and all the ratings. Good night. Good night. <laughs>